Mike, Chris is into it. We're going to start the podcast normally with the topics we're going to talk about. And then he starts getting all upset about um, <laughs> guys giving like, like I'm, on the I'm court. I'm not getting they, upset. I just want a good spankings. reason. So he calls them spankings, but it's like slaps on the butt, right? Like he's, he wants to eliminate slaps on the butt, thinks they're unnecessary. <laughs> and I, I don't think they're unnecessary. I like them. I mean, you know. <laughs> It gets you going out there. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah. And I was trying it's to a little pep in the step. Yeah. I was trying to say to him, it's like, that's the meaty part of the body. And it's for you to show this like, yeah, let's go. And so yeah, it you can hurt. get them and it doesn't hurt. Right. So it's like, he's like, well, why don't you like high fives? Yeah, I said, well, high wrong? fives can hurt when you do them too hard. Yeah. Oh my God. You're and the guy has basketball. to be looking at you. And, and if you miss, yeah. if you miss a high five, then you're, then you, you're, you're constantly being okay. like ridiculed. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But then if you're going to do spanking, no eye contact. <laughs> Welcome to the basketball mood. This is a podcast about everything basketball. I'm Christian Urban with my brother Randy, and our third member of the team is Mike DiGiorgio. Mike, remember when we went to Laurentian and we were, we had to win against Laurentian to secure a playoff spot, and we all went bowling before, and it, re it really brought the team together, and then we played in the game, and I actually got in this game, and I made an and one, and I walked across the bench, and I was fired up. I was high-fiving. There was ass-slapping. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh and then I went... <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled into an assembly line of spankings and it felt great. Somebody in your life is giving you some kind of spanking that got no, you going. Chris hates all all forms of affection. No, no, he that's not true. Interaction. I just don't he just I just don't like, like weird ones. It's cuz he it's cuz he love, doesn't drink beer. I, <laughs> oh I my. love that's that's a good point. That's probably it. Mike, I, I love it, I know where I this see came a friend, from. I love giving a hug. I can't, yeah. I can't even hug Chris. He's my best friend. Now. He's like, don't touch me. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mike. Remember when we talked about playing one-on-one -on -one full court? Yeah. Well, Chris and I did it the other day. We oh, went yeah. to the park up at Young and Summerhill, and we played one. -on we got there early. Nobody was there. We got the whole court to ourselves, one-on-one -on -one full court. We went uh, three games. He won two. I won one. But in my head, I was like, okay, there's no – remember you said you could beat me just by posting me up every play? That's not going to yeah. happen. That's it not will. happening. Ah. Yeah, Rand, Rand, it will. It will. You can post us up. Every every play? No. It's easy. Mike, you don't you have don't to. You don't have to run up and down and no. play. Like, there's no shot clock. You think you're going to make every post-up play? I'm not going to score every time. Because but I, you're not going to score every time either. But, Mike, you don't have to wait. Like, you don't have to take it out of bounds. You can just, the ball <clears> comes in through the hoop or it's a miss. You're going the other way. It's a right. hard, It's fun. It is and fun. I feel like I could score. Like, I'll outrun you. Uh, yeah, you got you actually we'll see do you guys spank after the game <laughs> oh my god all right hey, give me something that's impressed you herbs give me an, something that's impressed you i think zion williamson's play has impressed me i know when chris sort of said finally finally yep some redemption for you chris sort of said earlier in the year who's you know who's a player that you most fear coming at you in transition uh, as a defender and you and I both said LeBron or Giannis, and Chris said Zion, and I was like, "Well, he's not that year, that he's not at that place yet. He doesn't put the fear like you don't go into the Pelicans arena and you're not afraid of Zion." But it's getting to that point now, Mike. 
Yeah, he's point Zion now. They they gave him the ball and he's bringing it up and he's running pick and roll and he's you, been unstoppable. Do you like that him in that role? Yeah, it, it would help if they could stop somebody though right. on the other end. I, but like just his play alone, like I, I feel like he's he's done really well. He's upped his scoring. He's upped his efficiency. Like he's been, you know, he's averaging twenty seven a game on sixty two percent shooting. And if you like, look at his, he's now played seventy two to seventy four games in his career, averaging twenty five points on shooting sixty one percent. That's not being talked about enough, right? Because no, of the pandemic, it's, they, it's, it sort of you know broke up his season and he was injured and all this kind of stuff. Uh, now we've got a full season of, of data on him. Yeah, and 66% th- true shooting too. Yeah, and it seems like people aren't really... There's not that same chatter like there was around LeBron or there was around some of the other guys. Like I feel like Zion is not really getting the recognition that he deserves at this point. Woo! I'm right! All right, ass slap. <laughs> All right, sorry. I feel like I feel like it's because people thought he was gonna do like he was gonna be the highlight factory that he was in high school mm-hmm. when he was playing against all those bad teams and putting up all those crazy dunks and that crazy athleticism, and now he's showing his athleticism in just a different way, right? His his athleticism is like to jump in the air and knock everybody three feet back and yeah. score yep. instead of like getting those breakaway dunks and the the highlight real blocks and all that kind of stuff and you know maybe that's why people aren't talking about as much talking him in, about him as much you can say that again talking about him as much <laughs> talking about him as much uh i have a question though <clears throat> i'm gonna confess i haven't seen any of uh, his play you know recently but how is that well that's not a big confession <laughs> i try to put on the game chris wants to put on man oh. tracker or, or uh no, the case of the curse of Oak Island. What the hell oh are you talking God. about? No, no, I listened to YouTube videos of intermittent fasting. Oh yeah, he's doing this that guy's now full too. of shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, is that play? Is it allowing also his teammates to get involved? Or yeah, they've they've had a ton of injuries too. They don't have like like why do they insist on playing Eric Bledsoe? I don't know. Pierre Luce, I think, might be better than him. Who? Kira Lewis. Mm. But how do they operate offensively with, yeah. with him at the, the point guard position? Well, they set a screen with a smaller guy on him, yeah. and then he gets to go downhill against the, the either the smaller guy on a switch or the bigger guy coming underneath the screen, which then gives him a runway. And then by the time he gets to the rim, he jumps, and the other guy jumps, and he just – nobody can move him. Like, he moves people back five feet every time he hits them. Then he just, if he misses, then he jumps and gets his own rebound and lays it in. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. The second jump is elite. Is anyone else touching the ball, though? Like, yeah, Mike, Mike, like what's how is it? it? Like, like, is he, is he, are you seeing traditional point guard skills out of him at times? Or, or is it just? Yeah, he's of... finding, when they double team him, he finds the open guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of teams try to double him. And, and like, he's been finding players, I would say. Um, it's just harder because then most times, if you double somebody, then it's hard to get them the ball back. For instance, if they double team him and he passes to a guard on the wing and then that guy shoots it, like it's tough then for him to go get a rebound now or even get the ball back on a post up or anything like along those lines. Whereas when he's the off ball guy, then his job is to just score. Right. So that's why it's harder for him. But I mean, his assist numbers are up in the last five games. He's had seven, four, four, eight and six, you know, and then that's what that's up from the previous four 
the previous five, two, three, six, five, five, right? So he, he's assisting more. He's got more on-ball responsibilities. And I feel like he's doing really well with it. Is this uh, sustainable, Mike? Like, is this something that, you know, they have point guards? Are they going to continue to do this? And can he, and should they do this? Yeah, they just got to, they got to put shooting around him, which makes it easier for him, right? Because right now, you know, they're often playing Bledsoe, non-shooter, Adams, non-shooter. Lonzo can shoot, but teams treat him as a non-shooter, I'd say. Like, his numbers are pretty good, but I I wouldn't say teams are closing out on him like Steph Curry. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker can shoot. Yeah, he's been hurt though. He's yeah. he's been out for like a week and a half. Lonzo's been out a, a bunch in the last month. So does this? So that's hurt them. Does this tr- change how you sort of uh, put your team together next year? Well, I like thought the, like what do you like what do you do with Lonzo and Alexander Walker if you're going to run Zion? At well, the they point? got they got they got Alexander Walker still because he's under contract. Lonzo's a yeah. restricted free agent. They got to try to move Stephen Adams, in my opinion for a five man that can stretch the court a little bit, mm-hmm. not a traditional five, like miles Turner would be great there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he still offers that defensive protection as well. Right. Yeah. So he can guard the five and, and protect the rim, but he can also shoot the three yeah. a little bit. So he, he spaces the court a little bit better on offense. What do you think they should do with ball? I mean, he's perfect for that. He's per- like, he's not a, he's not a ball dominant guard, right? Like he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be successful. He pushes it in transition, which you would like because he gets the ball up to Zion on the move and Zion can then attack the rim. You know, he, if he, if he continues to shoot close to 40% from three, like that's money, like they need that. Right. Isn't it interesting that sort of, he came into the league as this, you know, guy with a great sense of, of running a team. And it's kind of, we've kind of veered away from that with Lonzo. Like, we're, we're, you know, the game's kind of turning him into a three-point shooter, someone that does a great job of headmanning the ball, but he's not necessarily initiating their offense, right? And yeah, I, he, I he's why. a different type. Like, he's a ball mover rather than, like, a right. ball-dominant guy, right? So he doesn't need the ball to, to, to affect the game um, as, as opposed to, like, let's say a guy like Chris Paul, who's more a traditional point guard where he has the ball all the time and he's the one who makes the plays for everybody else, mm-hmm. right? So I, I feel like there's two different um, buckets that you can throw point guards into. You know, there's the ball movers that, that are not – they don't always have the ball. They can play off the ball. And I mm-hmm. think you see it with the Raptors a little bit too. Both, both guards play off the ball as well as they play on the ball. Like, right. neither of them need the ball a ton, right? They, they can play off. They can play on – they show different skills and different things. They move the ball really well. Um, yeah, bad news of the week, though, Jamal Murray. Yeah. I mean, that, that hurts them. That hurts them big time in the playoffs, I feel like. Takes away their pick and roll, their pick and roll game. Like, Jokic is going to have to do oh, so much more. I think he can do it against some of the teams, but, you know, you can load up on him a little bit now. You have to play Michael Porter Jr. a ton now, too. Do you think there's any debate in that, or is, it, is the season a wash for them? I don't think it's a wash. I mean, they're deep enough that they can handle. I just don't think their ceiling is as high because they don't have another guy who can so that's score basically, 50. That's basically a wash then, right? If you're ceiling, well, you think that they can't win a championship. and But they couldn't win before, so it doesn't matter. Okay, well, then I'll, I'll disagree with that. because so, okay. so I'm sitting there watching this game, and right away I've tore, I tore my ACL on a drive down the lane. Uh, I just did a jump stop. But what I saw him, you know, when I saw the replay of that, I knew it was either torn ACL or torn meniscus. 
Like right. it was, you could tell that there was something there. Like I know everybody's saying, oh, hoping for the, the hoping for the best was a torn meniscus at that point, right. which would have required surgery and, you know, probably. A lot of James Wiseman. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was upset right away because obviously I love Jamal Murray. I love him for Denver. I like the Nuggets. I have them as my sleeper team, not really sleeper team to come out of the West. Like for me, I know we have to see what they do in the playoffs, but they seemed the best positioned at this point to come out of the West just because of that uh, Aaron Gordon acquisition, I think makes them complete. Then I look at, okay, can they survive without Jamal Murray? And while he was injured, they had, what it was, what's his name? Compazzo? Yeah. Compazzo and, and uh, Monte Morris. Yeah. Monte Morris, they left on the bench, but Monte Morris. Now they've slid into the starting lineup because Monte Morris can actually play. Like, yeah, I like him as a point guard. So you're not going to get the same thing with, with Jamal Murray, but everybody now needs to step up a peg. And I think Aaron Gordon can step up a peg. I think you'll get more from Michael Porter Jr., even though he's playing pretty well. He still takes some kind of weird shots, but he makes them a lot of the yep. time. Monte Morris might be ready for the next step. We don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. He, he, can, he can be solid, I'd yeah. say. I still think there are so many more questions around the other top teams in the West that I like them as still. I like them. I mean, yeah. there's always that dark horse in the playoffs, right? That sort of surprises people. And yeah. So they could be that. Phoenix. Fe- well, that's yeah. the thing. Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. But, yeah. But come playoff time, what's Phoenix going to do? Like, has Devin Booker ever been in the playoffs? We don't know how no, he's going to perform. No, they, yeah, but uh, when you when you say dark horse, it's going to be somebody that's unexpected, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't call Denver a dark horse because people expect them to be after but, but last year. That, they expect them, but yeah, everybody but that, puts with that injury though. It, it yeah. puts them into that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, okay. But but also everybody puts them like kind of puts them under the umbrella of the two LA teams. Like Utah and Denver don't get the respect around the sort of fandom of the NBA as being legitimate shots to win it all or even come out of the West. Just like I don't get respect for beating Randy all the time. That's right. <laughs> Nor should you. Well, the, the, the problem with Utah and Denver is games like the game against Golden State, where there is always somewhere to attack with Denver. Always. You can just put... Jokic in the pick and roll. And if you have a dynamic guard, he can score point after point after point because Jokic cannot guard in the pick and roll. That's just reality. Curry puts up 53 on ridiculous, like, and he scores a ton, obviously. But if they get matched up against Mitchell, if they get matched up against Luka, if they get matched up against, you know, any of those dynamic guards with the ball, Denver can't stop them. Like Denver's going to have a real big problem on their hands because they got to play Jokic on offense, but they can't. You can't hide him can't, as much on defense. Okay, he can't be that bad defensively. Like they're still winning well, games. They still look made at it look too. at that series with Utah last year, right? Like Utah's in the driver's seat for most of that series. Yeah. Like you know, without Jamal Murray's fifties, like mm-hmm. who knows how that how that works out, right? Mm-hmm. Now that they don't they don't have that Jamal Murray fifty in their bag anymore. And they have to play Michael Porter Jr. now more. And we all know about as, his... But, but, but why do you keep saying that? Defensively. Bad defensively. Thing? Defensively. Yeah. Um, Chris? Yeah. What, 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 what <laughs> I, miss? I, I, I felt bad for... I, overall, <clears throat> I just felt so oh, it's, bad it's for awful. Jamal Murray. Because it's awful. he's having a career year. He's an incredible athlete. Yeah. Like he makes some of the craziest shots. And he makes them with regularity. Yeah, that's a tough situation for them. 
because th- their whole team is predicated on those two guys on offense, right? Like Jokic and Murray, the two-man game, like that was reliable. That was, you had to guard both guys. It's hard to guard, right? So losing one is, is, is really tough on them, the good, I think. The good thing is there's now more um, data out there and more examples out there of guys coming back and it not being a limiting oh, factor yeah. he, in their game. You know? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Not next year because this will take him all the way till April. Well, that's but that, the that's, year after. Well, that's the fine. other thing too. Like now, these these recoveries are so drawn out that he's, you know, best case scenario, he's playing next February. Yeah, and, and then I he won't play back to back. Minute think, limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how much does your vertical take a hit with an injury like this? Well. With a full recovery. Okay, Does so it what, take any? When I no, tore, you'll, you'll be the same. Okay. I tore my ACL. They said this. Definitely could, affected you. I was dunking on you all the time. <laughs> I could dunk before my ACL injury. And then I actually asked that question. Will be, I be able to dunk again? Because that was some of the, that was one thing I liked that I could do at 5'11". And, uh, you know, obviously not in, in every condition, but. And the five doctor, eight. Yeah, <laughs> five eight, come on. And the doctor said, you can. You can actually build that leg. Um, stronger, stronger than yeah. what it was. And in fact, did you just do a height drop? <laughs> <laughs> height drop. No, I, it, it was a bit of a height. It was a bit of a height drop. It's say, something that I really loved doing, even though I was just 5'11". <laughs> and then Mike killed me saying I was 5'8". Yeah. <laughs> ass slap, Mike. <laughs> Virtual side, virtual, virtual kind. Slap. All right, you guys have to do it next time. Oh, see each other. Anyway, the point is, the point is, you can come back, and also, he says, he said, look, there's no wear and tear on it as well at that point. So that knee is actually stronger than the other one. Yeah. So then you start worrying about, oh man, all the wear and tear you got on the other one. But I, I never came back. I never dunked again after that. But I never put in the work to try to dunk again. That's the thing. Like these guys have, you know, trainers and this and that, they're trying to get back to the NBA. At that point, my career was effectively over. I wasn't going anywhere. So I had no real ambition. I had ambition to get functional, but I had no real ambition to, to be a high level basketball player at that point. Well, what I considered high level for me. Can't you blame him? I I can't blame him. (laughs) I can't blame him either. (laughs) I could still beat both of you in a full court one-on-one game. Oh my God, that's such bullshit. Chris, I beat you. you Randy. Randy, You beat me twice, but I beat you once. (laughs) (laughs) I always let it go a little because I like the drama because it's too easy. He's saying he's carrying you, eh? (laughs) Yeah. We'll see Look, you're that. better than me, but I just beat you. Like, let's just leave it like <laughs> well, that. figure it out. I don't know how that's possible. How's, uh, <laughs> I have a question about Oladipo. How is he doing uh, coming back from an injury like that? It's different. It's it's worse. Chris, you got to get back up on the news. He's yeah, out again. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. <laughs> he's, he's out again. He might I, not play I, again I, this year. This is my way of getting to know what's going on. <laughs> And the whole purpose of the show is to tell people what's going on. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a sad thing too, right? I, I, my he was just kind of starting to fit in with Miami, and now he's got an injury, and he's. Oh, wait. It was a bad. It was that was a mistake for him not to take that extension yeah. with Houston. Well, yeah. sorry, he has another injury. Well, was it? Is it the same? Similar, name? same knee, oh, same knee. But it's not. They're not sure. It's not yet. the same. They're not sure it's not yet. the same injury that he had before. They're not sure exactly but what it is, is, but it's the same knee. He's got to see a specialist. I'm getting confused. What was his first injury, and what is it now? Quad ruptured, ten- ruptured, ruptured quad tendon. Oh, okay, quad so tendon. So okay. that same yeah. knee is now giving him issues. He's now been uh, granted oh, permission to to see a specialist, see the same specialist that, that he saw for that one. So Jeez. it's still up in the air what the uh, extent of the injury is, but 
I don't think that that's a good sign. No, but it's a good thing they only gave up like nothing for him, basically. Yeah. Like two expirings, right? Like guys that you know were fringe rotation guys. So Ooh. Miami did. Miami but Kelly was smart with that. balling right now. I want Kelly yeah, Olynyk on he, my team. I do. I do too. But you know, you never know what balling is on a bad team, right? Like. Yeah. Sort of like Moses Brown. Moses Brown playing for OKC, who's literally, I think, actively trying to lose games. Like, re- legitimately, OKC? actively. Yeah. Like, they lost to Golden State by 40 last uh, yesterday. And like, that was after a 22-point fourth quarter by Golden State. Like, imagine if they just had a regular fourth quarter. They would have had 160 in, I know. in regulation. Unbelievable. Yeah, Curry Crisp. Like, was what? it three games in a row with 10 or more threes? Or is something it two? Like that crazy. Yeah. Wow. Something yeah, crazy. He had 11 like last night. I totally, I totally missed that. Yeah, you missed that. <laughs> uh, all right. Last topic. Hit us, Chris. I thought we, we should just talk about that Durant quote. You want to read it, Chris? Wait, wait. We're working on your reading. <laughs> all right. Here's the quote. He says, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting to be a happy human being from a title. I was just expecting, like, you know, the ending of a movie. Once you work so hard and everybody tells you, yo, this is what you need to be working for is this gold ball and these rings. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Let me lock in on that. And I locked in on wanting to achieve that. But I also realized it's a lot of stuff that factors into that that's out of my control. And once I won a championship, I realized, like, like my view of the game is really about development. Like, how good can I be? It's not about, you know, let's get this championship. I appreciate that stuff, and I want to win to experience that stuff. But it's not the end-all, be-all of why I play the game. Well read. Well read. Thank you. <laughs> Working on my reading. He says, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, public speaking. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Mike, your take. Hit me. <laughs> well, it's, and, I mean, it's, it's hypocritical of him, as usual. But I think he's right in, in some sense. Like, the only people that say you need a championship to be, the, like, a great player are the people with championships, I, I feel like. Like it's like almost like an exclusive club. Like you don't need it. You don't need a championship to be a good player because what if you win a championship when you're not the best player? Like that doesn't give you validation. My problem is why can't you do both? You can. That's the thing. You should. Exactly. The greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan, and your greatest player of all time, LeBron James, does both, Mike. Like he. Yeah, I agree. Like you. That's whole, that's the whole part of it. Like, if you want to be the best player that you can be, and you're like, I I agree. Like, development that's great. Like that kind, you need that drive. Like, th- that's what sets you apart is wanting to be the best every year, year after year, adding something to your your game year after year, getting better year after year. But if you're not trying to translate that into championships, then what are you doing? Do you think yeah. we're actually misreading him, taking him a little bit too literally? Probably. Because, you know, could I, be like, I guess he is I, saying like, he, he just comes off as so like sensitive about not being called the best after he won the championship. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Nobody I, gave him full, gave him the full credit that they give to other guys because he went to Golden State. So now he changes his tune instantly. You know, is he going to get the full credit this year if he doesn't play as well as some of the other guys? Or even if he does play well, but the other guys play well too? Like, and it's because Golden State won without him first. Right? right, so everybody thinks that you know that he did that to win a championship. Everybody looks at those championships as Steph Curry's kind of championships, right? They don't look at them. Well, as no, they go both well, ways. It goes both ways because 
Like Curry wasn't Finals MVP, KD was. No, right? I know. No. Yeah. You know, I, they they view it as a Golden State championship, not a KD championship. Yeah, right. Yeah, they should. Really, yeah. Should. I mean, look, he, and he played amazing. But you know what? It's really easy to play amazing when you know you've got the two greatest shooters behind you. You know, and yeah. I, that actually, I don't. I again, all due respect to these guys. Like I'm nothing, but just with basic sports psychology, like that's a fact. Yeah, you have a really good team. Like, yeah. There's so much less pressure when you don't have to be the guy every possession or every yeah, other He performed. Possession. He performed. Oh, no he doubt did, about it. He sure. performed. Yeah. Look, yeah. he's one and of the greatest scorers of yeah. all time. I think he's yeah. he he's perhaps the second greatest scorer of all time in terms of ability to score. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say. Like I would, you know, wow. I would put him behind Jordan. Just behind right, Jordan. Right. And I you know, even even James Harden, I would put like in terms of just scoring the basketball. Those guys are in the top five in the NBA in my in my wow of all time. Yeah. So it's not like I'm taking anything away from him. I'm just like, what's the what's the point of all that? I'm telling you, it's because he want he thought that when he got a championship, everybody would crown him as the best player in the world, and nobody did. But Mike, and he's sensitive about it. But Mike, he still talks about like all those quotes about how oh no, you can't put me in the conversation with LeBron. Like, what's all that about? Yeah, that? yeah, he's still like. He's self-deprecating because he doesn't. He wants everybody to feel sorry for him. It's the reason why he had burner accounts. It's the reason why he gets into these spats with fans and Michael Rappaport and like he just why, gets sensitive on social media. Why does? Why do you think he wants people to feel I sorry? For I, him? Like, I don't know. Is that just for? He just wants it. You know. Yeah. yeah but why does know. he fight I mean, with fans on Twitter? Why does he yeah. go back and forth with fans on Twitter and Instagram? Literally nobody else does except for him. Why does he have burner accounts that he's tweeting about himself? Well, he recently just said this. Yeah, it's just my emotions and passion for the game. After winning that championship, I learned that much hadn't changed. I thought it would fill a certain void. It didn't. That's when I realized in the offseason that the only thing that matters is this game and how much work you put into it. Okay, so everything else off the court, social media perception isn't important. Okay, what people that's say, correct. how they view you is not important. I mean, but your actions then have to like follow what you're saying there, right? Like if it's not important, then don't get into the yeah, back and forth with may, yeah. Joe Blow who lives in his basement in Indiana. Sure, right? maybe like, maybe this quote is a reflection of him realizing that a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I think so. there's some validity to to that what he's saying there too. It's like, you know, no, it, when, it, you get, when you get when you get when people become rich, only a certain amount of money makes you happy and that I, I think it's the amount of money that gets you out of poverty and allows you to sort of do some of the things you want but there's a point there where more money doesn't make you happier it's not an inverse re- it's not a, a linear relationship linear relationship right so right so championships he was just saying didn't make me I, you know i thought it would make me this happy guy well um, sure i guess it doesn't have to and and your love of the game and just getting better is is a good reason to play is as good a reason to play as any but it, it kind of devalues the fans' perspective of watching you play, right? There's fans yeah. of the teams that he's playing for, and all they want is for that team to win a championship. So when you're sort of sitting there thinking, well, it's not the main focus no, of what I, I do. I, I really, yeah, I don't, sorry. I don't think he's actually it saying It kind of comes across I as that. I think we're sort of taking it, that. but I, I think that's not how it was meant to be but interpreted. Mike, and, and Chris, the other thing I'll say this, Look, the, he does make a good point about how one team, he's basically saying one team wins every year. Right. Right. And it's Not just everyone like, else is a failure. Yes. 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 And that's the whole point. Like, the, and there, and there's, 
injuries and there's this and moves by management that maybe help or hurt or all these kinds of things that happen that, that factor into who wins uh, every year. But I don't know. It's just, it's a different type of ball player than, than Michael Jordan, where he was just, I mean, I, Michael's obviously in a league of his own, but that's sort of that drive and that commitment. It doesn't mean he doesn't have the drive though. If he's working on his game, it doesn't mean that he's, he's thinking less about championships. I think I, he's, I just, he, he still thinks about winning. Uh, yeah. His, but sure. like what he's saying is big picture. He just like a championship doesn't validate you, which is true. Big picture, how good you are is based on your development, how good you can play. Right. Yeah. A championship doesn't change how good you are as a player. Okay. So you, you don't think, I, you don't think I, that, I totally agree with okay, that. Okay. Mike, I, I Mike. So you're saying that, so say Charles Barkley hasn't won a championship. And somebody right. with his equal skill set that did win a championship, you wouldn't say that that guy that won a championship is better? No. Because maybe that guy... Because, because he's on a better team. Okay. Or there was a different situation or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. somebody who has a ring isn't better than another guy who doesn't have a ring just because he has the ring. He might be better because he's a better player. So ultimately, like you think we're putting way more value and unnecessary value on actual championships. Yes. So then, so then when it's a team, say, that's a team accomplishment, right? That's always so and nothing, forever going to be a team accomplishment. So, so Mike, you, you had nothing, no problem with his quote overall. I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with his actions, not following what he's saying sure. in those situations. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny though. We talk about Kobe. We talk about magic. We talk about them great because of those championships. Obviously they were great players but we talk about them under the guys, under the championships, championships, yeah. right? But that's, that's, what, the, that's, that's that rings we, culture, right? That's, that's the rings culture that everyone like craves and wants and needs. Yeah. Like there were years where they weren't as good. Like they didn't make the playoffs or they didn't play as well, or they lost in the first round or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like those, those years count too. Like the old, Kobe's career wasn't five years long. So the, the other 15 years in his career mm -hmm. also count towards his career. Yeah. And those five years don't make him better because he was, he won three with Shaq and he won two with Powell. Like they don't make him better. Like, cause arguably the best Kobe ever played was 0506 yeah. when they lost in the first round, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So you, you can put that together. I don't know. I think it's an yeah. important sort of thing to, to put out there uh, because I think there's this sort of, weird obsession from fans about how good a player is based on rings. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, like uh, if you're, if you're rolling with Smush Parker and Kwame Brown, as opposed to Derek Fisher and Shaquille O'Neal, mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain one team's going to do better than the other team, regardless of how you play. <laughs> I think that's just reality. Yeah. You got that. Right. You know, <laughs> like if I, if, if we edited a, a, a a two, a three on three competition between, and it was us three on a team. Uh, you know how good we would do would be based on our weakest link, Chris. I quit. <laughs> That's for calling out my reading. Nah. <laughs> Public speaking, and you nailed it. <laughs> I just kidding. No, um, yeah. Now, Mike, I'm getting better though. You're getting better at basketball. Yeah. I mean, I have figured at, at age at age what forty two. Forty two. I have figured out shooting to a T. I could teach NBA players any issues they'd shot. have. Easy, Randy. You you Chris, can. Chris was worried about his left hand not being good. I go, Chris. You haven't played in a year and a half. You yeah. Know, next game. Yeah. Next game. I'm playing with my right hand 
behind my back and it's and all exclusively left. left hand. Interesting. Yeah. Any last words, Chris? No, Chris, uh, do me a favor. Watch a game tonight. <laughs> watch one game. <laughs> Just one. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. No, I'm going to fast. This has been an Industry Valley Pictures production.